over the last three weeks at the different masses in English and then at everyone in Spanish, we've had something called the scrutinies. And you may remember this from years past. It's where we have a particular gospel and then uh, with that is a right for those that are about to be baptized, those who are sitting right up here in the front, uh, a special prayer of exorcism, of getting them ready for the great baptism all of the rites of initiation at the Easter Vigil, which, believe it or not, is less than two weeks away at this point. And with each of those Sundays is a special gospel. So at the 4.30 Mass three weeks ago, we had the gospel of the Samaritan woman at the well. Last week was the gospel of Jesus curing the man born blind, and that was at the 8 o'clock Mass. And then today, we have that beautiful gospel of the raising of Lazarus, which we just all heard the deacon proclaim. And so right after the homily today, we'll have special petitions for those to come into the church and a special rite of blessing for them. And it's very much tied up with what we just heard about the raising of Lazarus. And the thing is, you know, as we get this close to Easter, you know, we were there with our catechumens, those who are preparing to come into the church. We also had that recognition that we go through, you know, a continual process of conversion, of striving to grow in love with our Lord. In fact, it's very much uh, a part of our day-to-day prayers. So those of us who pray the liturgy of the hours, and that's what I'm holding in my hand right now, it's what priests and religious have to pray. We promise to pray this every single day. And for everything that happens or every day during Lent, uh, we have a beginning opening antiphon, and we have a choice between two. And when I say an opening antiphon, it's kind of like what Johnny just sang during the responsorial psalm, and we all repeat. Those of us who pray this have one of two choices for every single day of Lent. The first one is this, and you'll remember it because the deacon quoted it last week in his homily. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. Here's the other option for every day of Lent. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. So when you think about it, you know, we're at the fifth Sunday of Lent already. And I think that that first one, as you said, we heard in Deacon's powerful homily last week. Today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts. So much of Lent, obviously, with our prayer, our fasting, our almsgiving, we're striving to make sure that we're not hardened to the fact that God enters into all of this with us, that we're not just sort of going along our day-to-day routines, falling into the traps of cynicism or becoming indifferent, or just basically closing ourselves off to the great gift that is the presence of our Lord. And for the last five weeks, we've been working at that. We've been striving to do our very best to become the people we're called to be by our baptism, to live it out, to do the very best that we can. But at the same time, it's easy to fall in the trap by now, I think, of becoming a little bit discouraged because you keep trying, you keep working hard. And I'm sure, like me, it's like you have some ideas of some virtues you want to grow in, right? Like, let's say, I want to be more patient. I want to be more hopeful. I don't want to have as much worry. And yet here we are, five weeks in of this program, campaign of fasting and almsgiving and prayer. And still, I don't know about yeah, that exasperation. I didn't intend for that to be in the microphone, but I'm exasperated. I'm not there yet, right? I mean, it's like you want to become a saint. What else is there? And yet, 
here we are, five weeks in, and I don't know about you, I'm still the same schmuck I was five weeks ago, you know? I'm trying, and I'm trying not to today let my heart be hardened, and we've been working at that and striving for it. And let's say this, even if there's been some progress, think about what we just heard in the gospel today. We heard on Ash Wednesday that we are dust, and unto dust we shall return. Today we're confronted in the gospel with that reality that we all face, that reality of death, knowing the fact that our life does come to an end. And even if we get to that point of we're doing wonderfully, we're like morally superior, I'm living a very healthy life, all these things are great, we know that things do come to an end. And yet, we still have hope, right? We still know that there's something that we're striving for. And I think this is where the point hits us really hard, that we don't just come here for self-improvement. This isn't a place to just come to make sure that, you know, Lent helps us to lose a few pounds and be a little bit more cheerful, right? I mean, if that was the case, we could go to the Y and we could go to Kiwanis and we'd be fine. But ultimately, what's going on is we're striving to make sure that, yes, we don't have hardened hearts, that they're open, but they're open to receive something, ultimately open to receive the relationship that our Lord is calling us to. That he's in the midst of all of this with us. And that's why we kind of move today from today, if you hear the voice of the Lord, harden not your hearts to this. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. And that second antiphon kind of reminds me of my favorite Christmas hymn, you know, O come, let us adore him. And by now, though, our Christmas decorations are down, even mine. And you see with this, it's not just coming to the manger. It's not just the scene of Mary and Joseph and Jesus. We've seen him grow up to leave the manger and to enter in and be present, frankly, in the most difficult of places. The other gospel we would have heard if the scrutiny wasn't at this mass was of the woman caught in adultery where the Pharisees bring her and stand her up in front of Jesus and all these people and saying, what are you going to do with her? Moses said we have to stone her. What do you say? You know, they're, okay, we're supposed to bring people to Christ, right? But not in that hardened way. And the thing is, is we like continually attack each other as things are more and more polarized, as we sort of fight against each other, as though, you know, we're not all in this together. It's hard. And yet, our Lord doesn't sidestep that. He doesn't run away. He doesn't stay away from the awkwardness. In that gospel, he kneels down and writes on the ground. And then when they keep challenging him, he says that wonderful line, let the one of you who is without sin cast the first stone. They go away. The only one left is the woman. And what does he say to her? Where have they gone? And she says, or is no one left to condemn you? No one, sir. I don't condemn you either. Now go and sin no more. She calls him sir. And actually the translation is Kyrie. And we have the same word spoken a couple of times in the gospel today. Martha says to him, Kyrie, Lord, if you had been here. Mary says to him, Kyrie, Lord, if you had been here. They know that feeling, that sadness in the face of death. And notice too, when he says, where have you laid him? They say, come and see. Just like the apostles early on, before they're even apostles, Lord, where are you staying? He said, come and see. He goes to see where Lazarus is, knows our human condition, the sadness of the reality of death. And what does he do? He weeps. 
Our Lord is so close to us, is in the midst of all of this with us all the time. And notice he doesn't just sort of come to like receive an award or a cake from us and then go away. No, he enters into the the dirtiness, the fallenness, the awkwardness, the sadness of our human reality. And as we're going to see unfolding over the next few weeks, next week already is Palm Sunday. He stays present even in the midst of the stations of the cross. Even as those created in his image and likeness nail him to a tree. As he's there, stays present in our midst as they yell out insults. As they try to give him gall and vinegar. As they tell him to come down and mock him. He stays present. And that's why we're called to come and worship Christ our Lord. Who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. We actually kind of goofed this week, and it's my fault. We were supposed to already have the statues covered, but I will tell you, I'm kind of happy that we made that little mistake, because in our own beautiful church here, and you look at the image of the Sacred Heart, it's so beautiful, but the thing I think is easy to miss, look at his hands. They're wounded. He comes so close to us to embrace those wounds and they're still with him as he sits at the right hand of the father interceding for us that's how close he wants to be with us that's why we can't let our hearts become hardened not to pick ourselves up by our bootstraps and prove how great we are but ultimately to be open to the fact that there is an answer to the sin and the fallenness and the death in this world we know that Jesus Christ really and truly is in our midst. And so my brothers and sisters in Christ, the great news is that even at this point of Lent, if we're exasperated, if we're not where we want to be, if once again we tried to give up this or that, and once again it just hasn't gone that great, it's okay. In fact, it's better than okay. We recognize the fact that we're not in this alone. We're trying, we're doing our best to let our hearts be open to him. And the good news for us is, is we have that answer. We have that person who wants to be present with us, even in the midst of the awkwardness and the fallenness and the questions that are still unanswered. The word of God became flesh and not only dwelt among us, but suffered among us, wept among us, lived among us, loves among us and continues to stay with us. Let's repeat those words. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering, realizing that fact that we are not alone. We have to ask that grace not to let our hearts be hardened as life gets heavy, as things get difficult, as we know that there are trials and difficulties. He bore them too and wants to be with you to help you to bear yours as well. We are not alone. And that's what this season reminds us as we enter into the highest, holiest days of the entire year to celebrate the fact that our Lord is present with us, embraced his cross for us, helps us to embrace our crosses, that with him we might move on towards the resurrection. Praise be Jesus Christ.